Okay, Parshas Vayera, Tavshin Pebez. Again, tonight's year is uh, sponsored Le'ili Nishmas Moshe Ben Yosef, Zechron Levracha, by Dr. Arthur and Linda Cook and family. We thank them for the sponsorship, Le'ili Nishmas. So, okay, let's get into Parshas Vayera. Just scheduling note, uh, next week I'm uh, not going to be able to give a shir. I'm going to be traveling so um, during the week. So I'm... Uh, won't be a shear for Chayasara, even though there's, there's so much. Those in Chuslaritz, where we'll be having some live shearim, uh, we'll be able to share some Torah, but uh, we'll be back here, uh, Toldos, as Hashem. Okay, so let's get into Parsha's Vayera, the Parsha of the Akedah, uh, the Parshios continuing of Avram Avinu, as we started last week, Lech Lecha Vayera Chayasara, then we'll get to Yaakov Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu is always the mystery, but we start off with the beginning of the Parsha. Vayera Elav Hashem Be'elonei Mamre. Hashem appeared to him in Elonei Mamre. Maybe the only time, if not one of the only times, that Hashem appears to someone without saying a word. Rashi notes, it's just Biker Cholim. Hashem does not say a word to Avraham. Who Yoshev Pesach Hashem appears to him. End of that appearance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then we go into the Malachim. That's Rashi's uh, Ha'ara. Vayera Elav Levaker Esachole. Obviously, Rashi is bothered. What's this appearance if nothing was if nothing was said? Kachom Hayom, like the heat of the day. Rashi notes it was extremely hot on purpose. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, um, "I don't want to be matriach Avram Avinu to have guests." Hoti Hakadosh Baruch Hu Chama Minartika. Hashem took the sun out of its container. Right, we know how hot it could be even though the sun is in its container. Right, we can't imagine how hot it is not in its container. And because he saw he was mitzayim, so much we've spoken about that in the past. But now we'll go uh, down a different path. We'll see through the eyes of the Apirion, the author of the Kitzel Shulchan Arach, in his commentary on, on Chumash. Says the Apirion, he notes the Klayakar's question, uh, which is already bothered, Klayakar's bedaktik, it should have said, Bichom Hayom. In the heat of the day. What's Kichom Hayom? Ki, what's Ki? Ki is always comparing. So, Va'api Darko Nirali. Kihine Hayu Azmin Ha'umots, Shahayu Omrim. What was very common at that time, what Avram Avinu was fighting against. And it continued throughout history. Duality, two gods, at least. The Greeks believed in many gods, but at least two gods. Because after all, there are so many opposites that exist in the world. Poel Tov, Upoel Ra. Right, there are good things that happen, there are bad things that happen. How could it be that the same God is causing good things to happen and bad things to happen? We believe in powers. We believe in, in the divine, but we don't believe in the, the oneness of the divine. They believe in Hashem, but not Echad. Right? A couple of Hashems. So there's a Paul Tovu, Paul Ra. Right? There's a Pasuk in Echa. That the question is, how do you read it? Mi pi el yom lo Or is it mi pi el yom lo Discussion in the Rishonim. How do you read that Pasuk? Don't they both come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Mi pi el yom. It doesn't come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only good. Not bad. The question how to read it. But here, says the Apir Yon, Paul Tova Paul Ra, Veloi Sigu Besichlam, they couldn't fathom, She Poel Echad Paul Tova Gamra. They couldn't fathom that there is one power that powers opposite effects. Vizos Haisagam Tovis Paro, Vaamok Mochkazma Farshim. This is Paro also. All of the different powers, this power of water and power of fire, and that's why all of the Makos reflected this one power that's in charge of everything. Kodesh Baruch Hu harnessed every single power there is in the world as some of the Mepharshim go through in order to punish the Egyptians. Right? The power of water, the Nile, the blood, the power of the animal kingdom, the power of the weather, right? the power of life itself. Every one of those makos reflected another, another source. And what did Avram Avinu try to do his whole life? to spread the belief against this. There's no polytheism. To teach everyone about Yichud Hashem. The oneness, as Rav Salvechik used to say. It's not Echad, one, as in one, two, three. The uniqueness. Right? Hashem Echad, Hashem is unique. Hashem is, is one in the sense that there's only one. Like, like the first day of creation is Yom Echad. 
not Rishon, because it wasn't in, in, the, in the list of, of days. So it was Echad. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Echad. V'ine kasfu lister das hanefsedes hazos, she'ein po'al echad po'al tovara. How did he prove it? What was one of the rayas that Avram Avinu used to convince people? Mechamimus Hashemesh. She'osesh de pu'ulos. From the heat of the sun. Because what does the sun do? What does the extreme heat of the sun do? Mirachi chashava the sun does different things to different objects. But it's not that a sun, there's only one sun. Everybody agrees to that. But the item has different properties that it affects, and therefore the sun could soften wax and could dry up cement and blacken something else. The sun does a lot of different things. It could be part of the cleaning process, Drawing is part of the cleaning process, right? The classic cleaning process as is described in Hilcha Shabbos, right? There's the, the soak cycle. The same, the same way that it used to be done is the same that our washing machines do. The soak cycle, the agitating cycle, the spin cycle, because drawing is part of the cleaning cycle. So the sun dries and cleans and whitens, and it also darkens skin. How can the same sun do opposite things? The Afshein Kan Rak Poel Echad. Depends on the receptacle. Depends on the makabel. That will determine the effect. And that's the Pasik. Just like the sun does opposite things, so too, everything that happens in life, good, bad, and in between, is from one source. It's just that the people are different. We've mentioned often that thought of the Ksava Kabbalah, the end of Parsha Mishpatim, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu was described as an Eish Ocheles, a consuming fire, and Ksava Kabbalah beautifully describes why is Hashem described like that. Because he said Kabbalah Satara wasn't the same for every individual Jew. It depended on how much preparation was done, how spiritually combustible they made themselves. Because fire, and the sun is a ball of fire, fire affects every object differently. Sometimes it burns it up, sometimes it hardens it, sometimes it melts it. Wood and paper and plastic, something else. So that's why Hashem is an Eishel Chelos, because each of us were affected differently by Kabbalah Torah. And that's why the Yamshel Shlomo writes in his Akdama to Baba Kama that we each think differently when we learn Torah. We come in the same Gemara and have totally different thoughts and totally different perspectives. Why? Because we each had our own personal Kabbalah Satora at Harsinai. It was all personal, and that's why throughout history, the way that we perceive and understand Torah is different. And that's the Pasuk. Like the sun out there, the heat, that's how Avram Avinu tried to teach. That's the cuff. Just like the sun teaches us that the source is one, but the difference are the receptors. That's how Avram Avinu taught. So the first Pasuk gives us an insight into Avram Avinu's Strategy. One of his strategies, how he was able to teach, to teach the world about Akadosh Baruch. Okay. So unlike last week, we're not going to spend half an hour on the first pasuk. We're going to continue a little bit. He lifts up his eyes. He sees people really malachim. And we have the whole story of the malachim, and they announce that Sarah is going to have a baby. And very exciting that Yitzchak Avinu is going to be born. Good. That's the first section in the in the um, in the parsha. And after that, the men left. Avram walks them out. And now Hashem says, so to speak, to himself. Also, a very unusual pasuk. Who was Hashem talking to? He's not talking to Avram yet. He's not talking to Avram yet. Obviously, it's clear that he's not. But Hashem Amar, Hamachazim Avram Hashem Yoseh, and then the next pasuk says, "Va Avraham Hayosi Yel Goy Gadol Vatsum Nivrichu Vol Kol Goy Yaretz." 
And then comes the Pasuk we'll focus on. Kiyadativ lemanasher yitzav asbanov asbeis oacharav v'shamu derech Hashem. This is the Pasuk that talks about why HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved Avram Avinu. Kiyadativ, I know. I know. Unculus, as Unculus always does. Unculus is the anti-anthropomorphic mefarish. Every time it talks about Hashem doing something physical, he'll change it. And he'll explain it differently. Unculus is not just a translation. So Unculus here says, when it says Hashem goes down, Hashem didn't go down. Right, everything. So he's, Aregali kadamai. It is revealed in front of me. Let's say Hashem knew. Kiedativ. It's revealed in front of me. The knowledge is in front of God. That's not saying that God is physical at all. Kiedativ. Because he t- teaches his children and his family to follow me. Because he's a Rebbe. Because he's a father. Because he teaches. That's why I love Avram Avinu so much. Last year, Parshas Vayera, I think it was, we learned the Hakdama of the, of the Chassam Sofer to Yeridea. We spoke about the godless of Avram Avinu was that he taught, even at the expense and the sacrifice of his own spirituality. And he explained, you think Avram Avinu couldn't be like Chanoch, that he became so righteous and connected to Hashem, Hashem would just pull him up, but that wasn't the Tachlis. And that's not our Tachlis. The Tachlis is, the Man Yitzah, Sheh Yitzah, as one of his Beis Achraf. The Oiv Yisrael, the Apterav, the Apterav, wonders about the two Lama'ans in this Pasuk. Kiedativ, because it's revealed in front of me, I know. Lama'an, Sheh Yitzah, as one of his Beis Achraf, so that he will... In order that he will teach the children, that's why I love him. Laman avi Hashem al Avraham es Hashem dibeir love. What's the double laman? The after rubber, Rabbi Mishu Heshel, right? He had tremendous ahavas Yisrael, thus the name of his sefer, the Oev Yisrael, one of the greats, 1748 to 1825. If you want to remember his years, the after says the Oev Yisrael. What is the two lamans? And there are other problems that I'm not going to get into right now, but let me just tell you the idea. It says though of Israel, a very Hasidic idea, Kabbalistic idea, but hopefully we could, we could gain something from it as well as an appreciation of who Abraham was. The Pasuk is talking about the greatness, the tzidkus of Avraham. Right? That's, that's, that's the Pasha Psha. Why did Hashem love Avraham so much? Everything Avraham did. And he served Hashem with his pure and unadulterated spiritual mind. Avram never thought he was doing anything significant and noteworthy and earth-shattering. He didn't think he was doing anything major. Compared to what Hashem does for me, right? He re- what does Hashem do for me, Avram Avinu thought? He makes the sun come up every morning. He gives me land to, to walk on. Vahanisim Shasimo. No, I've said the Nisim. Lakach Lohaya Daiba Enav. He can never do enough. Just focusing on himself. Vahamar Balibo. Hagam Shatakinatsmi. Bahomini Uvdos Tovimani. No matter how I perfect myself, it's never going to be enough. Ahmavinu thinks to himself, if I'm just for me, that's not significant. So Avram had an idea. Avram had an idea. Maybe recognizing, maybe this idea came from after the end of last week's parasha, the Brisbane Abbasarim, when he realized that he was going to be the father of a nation. It's not just that I act for me. He started with every act that he did, with every mitzvah that he did. He had in mind that he was acting on behalf of the entire Am Yisrael for eternity into the future. Bekim ha-mitzvah slasos b'shem kol Yisrael. Right, there's even, uh, right, in some of the l'shem yichuds that, that uh, the Hasidic minog is to say before various mitzvahs. B'shem kol Yisrael. That idea comes from Avram Avinu, says the Oeb Yisrael. Because Avram 
encapsulated and had within him the koach of all of us. Because that was the original DNA. So all of us are from Avraham. Avinu had in his mind every single Jew that would ever walk the face of the earth. And when Avraham Avinu ever did anything, he was doing it for us. That's another idea of Maisa Avos Yitzira Labanim, as the Rabban says. Because the son is within the father. Again, the father, if you would ask any father before they have the child, I don't know the child yet, I don't know who he's going to be, but I'm acting, That's that child's part of me. Nimsa, from the beginning of time, from Avraham Avinu until the end of time, Avraham Avinu has inside of him all the kochos of every Jewish neshama. I'm acting on behalf of all of them. It's as if we're part of it. And we get a little credit, or even not credit, we get some connection to that mitzvah. And from that act of Avraham, having all of us in mind, we get tremendous zechuyos from that. Number one, the question is always asked, how does every Jew do every mitzvah? The answer is, we might not right now, but at least going back in our DNA, all the mitzvahs were done. All the mitzvahs were done in some potential way by Avram Avinu. But Avram Avinu only put it into us as potential. As potential. But once the potential is there, it's already easier for us to fulfill it. Because we've done it once. We've been Moser Nefesh. And that's what many Svarim say. Every Nisayon that Avram went through, right? he put it into our Koach. Remember the Ruach Chaim, Ruach Chaim commentary on Pirkei Avos, where he talks about the two Mishnais and Perakei, the Mishnah that says, there were ten generations from Noach to Avraham. And then it says, Asor Nisionus Nisasa Avram Avinu, and he's bothered. Why the first Mishnah, it just says Noach to Avram, it doesn't say Avinu. And only in the second Mishnah, it says, he had Avram Avinu had Asor Nisionus. And Rav Chaim says, because when he acted, passing his Nisionus, he was acting as Avinu. He was putting it into our DNA, the ability to pass our Nisionus. And every Nisayon was a certain category of Nisayon. A certain category. Hunger. The rav, the famine, that was an Nisayon of Parnassah and having worries. Obviously the Nisayon of, of, um, of the Akedah, Mesiras Nefesh. Every time Nisayon having a, a, depending on what you say, the Nisayonos were. But, Vo'onitzmach, let's continue. Maybe if the Nisayon was Yishmoel, challenges with children. Vo'onitzmach ha'me'avodas zu tova gedola zarakharov. Avor sha'asa derechu maslulahem. Avram made a path for us. For us to fulfill the mitzvos. What hakaras atov we have to have for Avram Avinu. Me'achar shekvarkimu is kala mitzvos pa'machas b'koach im Avram Avinu. Im kein b'naka yuchal kolechad ve'echad mi'yisrael ahotzi adavar mi'koach ala po'al. We're b'nei Avram Yisrael v'yakov. Right, why, why do we say in Shemon Esrei? Elokei Avram Yisrael v'yakov. What do I have to do with them? The answer is because they started me off. They started me off. They did the mitzvah so that I could do it. Kibosh niftach hashar lohem. The Shah was Niftach. And that's the Pshad of the Medrish. That says, We always have to ask, When are my Maisim? Can it touch my Avos' Maisim? How could we be so, so, so arrogant? My Maisim are going to connect to my Avos? The Avos HaKadoshim? What do I have to do with them? The Madrigas Avram Avinu. And the answer is because he already acted for us. And we already did it through him. And therefore, we're all connected 
And we could be proud and stand up straight and say we are connected. Yes, we are connected to Avram Yisrael and Yaakov. And says the Oiv Yisrael, now we could get back to, again, this is a, this is a wonderful Oiv Yisrael part because it's about connecting all Yisrael into our father. Into our father. So says the Oiv Yisrael, now back to our Pasuk. Ki yedativ, yedativ, often is a lashon of Ahava. Vayeda Adam, Eschava. Ki yedativ, I love Avraham. Why? Yitzave can mean commanded, but also can mean tzavsa. Tzavsa is connection. Right? Sevet is the staff. Tzavsa v'chibur. Not only does he command his children, he connects his children. Through his life, we're connected to all the mitzvos. We've already done them. That's how he puts it in us. That's how he puts it in us. And that's why it says, Vishamru derech Hashem. Vishamru is, Shamru is past. Okay, Vishamru is, makes it into the future, but he says it's a little past and future there because we kind of did it already once and we're going to do it again. And then he says, Last column. He gets into a little Kabbalah with the second Laman because he wants to bring to Avram everything he spoke about. If Avram acts as the nation builder and the first, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu could bring to Avram and make him that leader of the nation. At the end of the last paragraph, I didn't understand it fully, he says he, they found this thought in the Kedusha's Levi, but it's really from the Holy of Yisrael. Okay. We continue. Says the Parsha, Avram Avinu here is bargaining for Sodom. Amazingly, right, a few weeks ago we read Noach. Noach did not bargain. Avram bargains. And in the middle of his bargaining, he has a, an important line. Right, Chazal already pick up on this. I think in Masech Chulin. He says, I'm Afra Ve'efer. Moshe Rabbeinu is Benachnu Ma. It's even less than Afra Ve'efer. But dirt and ashes. So over the years, we've spoken about different thoughts about Afra Ve'efer. Beis Halevi, if you remember, is a beautiful thought. But this year, we'll just do a mashal. Just do a mashal of the Dubna Mahagid in source number three. Sometimes there are eight or nine pages of the Parsha Shir. Sometimes there are three. It just works out. Shorter thoughts. Says the Dubna Mahagid in source number three. It's quoted here in the Karasal HaShabbos Oneg. The Medrash tells us, as we know in the Gemara, that B'schus Avram Avinu saying, Afar and Afar, I am like dirt and ashes. We, B'nai Yisrael, were zochet to two mitzvos. The Afar of Sota and the Afar, the ashes of Paraduma. So that was the Beis Halevi spoke about those two specific mitzvos. The Dubna Magid just gives a mashal about mitzvos. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu took these words of Avram Avinu that he said as, a, as an act, as a reflection of Anava, and he made them into mitzvos. One rich man makes a suda for all of his close friends. There was one tzaddik, one humble tzaddik, he wanted him to sit up front with him. He invited him. It was a friend. It was Tamar Chacham. But the man was extremely humble. He'll just sit on the edge. He'll sit on the edge. Sham Yashav. Didn't want to come to the front. Didn't want to come to the front. So what happens? When he saw that he didn't want to sit, he didn't want to come to the dais. No, 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 I'm, I'm good here. Please, please come. Come sit at this, this, this is your seat. This is, this is your makom. He said very politely, I, I, I'm, I'm happy right where I am. Here I feel good. Here I feel comfortable. I don't really want to sit where you're asking me to sit. Right? 
What do you do? He had everybody else move. If he's not moving, so I'll move over there. And I'll make that spot the Makkah Mechubad. I'll make that the head of the... You think you're at the foot of the table. I'll make that the head of the table. So you had every, all the other Mechubad to move to where that Anav Tzadik was sitting. That's how the host got what he wanted. He just switched the different sides of the table. Says the Dubna Magid, Avravinu says, Offer va'efer, I'm nothing. I'm dirt, I'm ashes. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, You're nothing, you're dirt, you're ashes. You know what? I'll take your dirt and your ashes and make them into mitzvos. I'll take them and raise them up. You want to sit on the side, you want to say you're nothing. Kodesh Baruch Hu, Chas al Now I'm going to take what you say you're like and give them the power. Give them the power. Think about it. Be'ez HaShem, Mashiach should come tomorrow. What's going to be the most important thing that we're going to need? When Mashiach comes, the most important thing that we're going to need right away is the Paraduma. That's what we're going to need. We're going to, the first week, we're going to bring all the Karbanas Betuma, but then we got to get, we got to get the Paraduma right away so we can get sprinkled on day four and seven and, and, um, and, and get, get going. So the first couple of days, the Karanim don't have a week. They shouldn't have, there's no week delay. Tumah Hutchibetzibur, from day one, we're going to bring the Karbanas. But paraduma, so not just any mitzvahs. Offer ve'efer says the Dumna Magid were given a spot of nobility in the uh, in the eyes of Hakadosh Baruch. Okay, so Avram's tefillah does not work, so to speak, and Hashem destroys stone. And in the middle, load is there, and the malachim want to take load out. Pazik says, Lot was outside talking to them. They grab Lot, Vesadela Sagaru, and they close the door with Lot inside. The men that were at the door of the house became blind. They couldn't find the door. Hashem made them all blind. Who do you have here? Sons, daughters, sons in law. Get them all out. Get them all out. So Lot went out. And the sons of law were not interested. Not interested. We're good. We're, we're fine where we are. So she looked back. And we know the story. Rabbi Ganak in his Sefer in Birchas Yitzchak in Source 4 just points out a parallel. He doesn't really explain the message of the parallel. But he points out three parallels to the story of the destruction of Lot and to the story of the destruction of Dorhamabu. Parallels. Lot's house and Noach's teva. Hamadaktik b'lashon ha'kos of Yireh. Shehalashon she'ne'emra b'lot domelazeh she'ne'emra b'noach. It's parallel lashon. Vayiskar Hashem ba'ado Hashem closed him in. Rabbi Yiskar Hashem and Rashi quote, Hagen alav shal yishbruhu. He may, he did that so that they wouldn't break the door. Hiki vateva dubim arayos, animals, vayargim bohem. So, protection, different ways of protection. One, they became blind and one, they were animals. Shekemosh Hagen Hashem alateva shal yishbruhu asa dalsa likanes bifnim. Just like Hashem protected the teva that the out, outside people wouldn't break it. Kach gamei tzalot. So too they protected, um, the Malachim protected Lot and the blindness. Number one, they were inside somewhere and they needed protection from the outside people. Number two, Similar. Similar. In the Mabal, Hashem destroyed the entire world, except for Noah was inside. He was the only one righteous. The nuclear family inside was saved. And they were destroyed. Even a symbol of Lashon. By Stom, Vashem Himtir. Not such a common word. Vashem Himtir. By the Mabal, Anochi Mamtir, Al Haaretz. 
right? One was <laughs> sulfur and fire, and one was water. But these are the same washon. And finally, what happens right afterwards? There's a story with wine in both stories. Noach becomes drunk, and we know what happens. His son, Chum, does something to him. A child is with the father. And what happens after Afichastom? Lot becomes drunk, and a child is with the father again. So parallels between the two, but Ganach just points that out. So is there a message for us, though? What could we learn from this parallel? So maybe the key is the third one. There was an exact parallel, and maybe it wasn't that long, right? There were ten generations, but they all knew the story of the Mabel. There was a little, I think, even overlap between Noah and Avram's life. Right? Noah lived a couple hundred years after the Mabel. Right? They didn't live till like 950, 350 years after the Mabel. So maybe the message is that Lot did not learn the lessons of history. Often history repeats itself. Often we go through similar stories that the earlier generations went through, individually, nationally. And maybe that's the message. He did not learn the lesson of taking precautions. After he was saved, wine is not a good thing to be near. Wine does not put you in a good state. And maybe that's the message. As the Pasuk says in Ha'azinu, right? Zachar Yimos Olam, Binush no Starvador, right? We have, to, we have to look at history, look behind, and, and learn the lessons of the past. Lot did not learn the lessons of the previous generations. And maybe that's the parallel of, of what we learn here. Okay, moving right along. So Avram Avinu, time number two, is in a environment which he's uncomfortable. He goes to Gerar. Avram says, about, right, we say this L means about, he says, Rashi already points out, earlier he said, ask Sarah. Here he didn't ask Sarah, he just says, she's my sister. Asks the Aznayim Matara of Saratskin, the question that maybe has bothered us in the past, also about Yaakov, how can he just say such a lie? She's my sister. Okay, was it Pikuach Nefesh? Okay, maybe, that's one answer. You're allowed to lie, Mishim Pikuach Nefesh? Hatzmim of Ueris, but we're talking about Avinu wouldn't have to rely on Bidiyevitz. He have to rely on, yeah, what can I get away with? How, right? How could Avram Avinu tell her? But that already could be blamed on Avram, because whatever Avram did, Yitzchak did the same thing, because that's what Yitzchak did in his life, as we've spoken about in past years. That was the Mahus of Yitzchak. And I've said, says Rav Sarotskin, that means a little tug-in-cheek, but a cute idea. Cute idea based on what it says in Yeridea. The Ramah writes in Yeridea, let's say somebody confronts me and says, Rahman al-Aslan, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? This was spoken about a couple of years ago. You're not allowed to say, I'm a guy. not allowed to say that. Mikomakom, but you can say something that has two interpretations. And one interpretation could be that I'm non-Jewish, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what you think I'm saying. And there are different examples given in the postscripts. So you could say something that, right, if somebody says, are you Jewish? And you, you could answer, am I Jewish? Right? Something like that. And like, he could, oh yeah, I didn't think so. Well, what did I say? 
I just said something that can be interpreted in very different ways. So he quotes the Torah Chaim on Avodah Maybe one of the Achronim. He heard from one of the earlier Gedolim. Are you Jewish? What does that mean? Right. No. Ein, ein. Vinitzal. Ava kavanasa wa yisal washana kodesh. Right. In Hebrew, ein, in. Right. That means yes. Yuda. Not yodea. Yuda. Right. Ein yuda. Either ein yuda or in yuda. Emes v'kenim adverim shu yehudi. So that's an example of uh, the plak in Shulchan Arach. How does that relate to Avram Avinu? Says the Rav Sarazke, meaning matzina l'chachma shenikris achos. We find in Mishlei that Chachma, wisdom, is called a sister. The Gemara says, just like your sister is very close to you, so to your wisdom. Just like you know your sister, as well as you know that this is your sister, that's how well you should know Chachma. As we know, we learned earlier, that Avram Avinu was secondary. Sarah had a great, was on a greater level of Nevoah than, than Avraham. Say that you are my sister. Maybe his kavana was, she is my wisdom. She is the she is the one that shines in wisdom even more than me. So they thought what they wanted to, and you know Avram Avinu knew what his his kavana was. Okay. But I heard a similar story. I guess he heard from the Hirdar Sameach. Mipi doesn't say in the name of. I guess Rav Sarutskin at one point met Rav Meir Simcha. Mipi Agon Rav Meir Simcha Midvinsk. Asher al hahizvados edu of Petersburg. The famous meeting amongst meetings. There was a famous meeting in Petersburg. Peshas Gzeres Shalazar when the Tsar in Russia wanted to put secular studies in the 1890s into the into the uh, yeshivas, and there were big meetings of all the rabbanim, what do we do? Right, they ended up closing the yeshiva, closing the lajan. Ramer Simcha was harif, you can't. I think, I'm not going to get into the details of that right now. They got all the rabbanim together. What to do? Chavetz Chaim showed up at the meeting unannounced and uninvited. Chavetz Chaim showed up. V'hayizel apela b'nei Rameir Simcha. Dor Sameach didn't know what the Chavetz Chaim was doing there. Sheyoda shlo huzman ha-Chavetz Chaim lavo b'tashetarim yatsativa bolam. He wasn't the Chavetz Chaim yet. Maybe the Chavetz Sameach knew. Al she'elas Rabbi Meir Simcha mashmu ha-shama uba. What's he doing here? Mahu ha-osekan be-Petersburg. Ano ha-Chavetz Chaim osin nituach la-chosu v'lekach ba. My sister is having surgery. So I needed to come. Rameir Simcha hevin dvarav kaviyasan. Rameir Simcha took it literally. Okay, that's what the Chavetz Chaim means. So he started asking him questions. Okay, who's your sister? Where does she live? What's her condition? Who's the doctor? And the Chavetz Chaim smiled. And he says, I'm talking about the Torah. I hear they're doing surgery on the Torah. Achos. Meaning wisdom. Again, I'm not getting into who says what. I might have misquoted before in terms of what side they were on. Anyway, this was one of the discussions and there were different stories about what happened at that meeting. Related to that, though, there are a number of sources that say because there was a little, I wouldn't call it bad blood, you can't say that between two of the great dolim, but there was something there that the only time the Chafetz Chaim ever, ever quotes a contemporary this is known as in the Bir Halacha in Ilchas Rosh Hashanah, where he quotes a remez that you, the Balkotokeh is supposed to have his shofar on the right side of his mouth based on a Pasuk and Sefer Shoftim by Gidon, and he quotes that from Rav Meir Simcha. The only time he quotes somebody contemporary in all of the Chafetz Chaim's farm. So he say the story is, he wanted to make sure people didn't, didn't think that there was any hard feelings between him and Rav Meir Simcha. And that's why he did that. But this is the story. So this is the story, just like Avram Avinu, so too the Chafetz Chaim. Achos. Okay. 
Two more thoughts. Let's try to squeeze them in. The next thought we'll start with, in order to appreciate a thought on this week's parsha uh, from the Meshachachma. Oh, just works out. We're going to go to next week's parsha for a minute and then come back. Maybe this will count a little bit for next week's year. The end of next week's parsha, after the story of finding a wife, the, the parsha ends off seemingly very unexcitingly, listing off the the generations and the toldos of Yishmael. The Eile Shmos B'nei Yishmael B'shmosam. The Chor Yishmael Nevayos Kedar Adbel Mivsam. List all of them. And this is where they live. <coughs> These are their names. B'chatzreim B'tirosam. They lived on the plains. They lived in the in the Chatzeros. List off all of the all of the nations. All of the descendants of Yishmael. The question is, what do we need to know that for? Why is that so important in the Torah? So the Briskarav in next week's parsha, the Griz, uh, in source number eight, you have it, says maybe it's based on a Rambam explaining a Mishnah Nadarim. The Mishnah Nadarim says that anybody can make, I can make a neder, I don't want to get any hanah from Jews. Okay, I can't get any hanah from Jews. I don't want to get any hanah from non-Jews. Make that neder too. What if somebody says, I don't want to get any hanah from Zera Avraham. Zera Avraham. What's Zera Avraham? Says the Mishnah, all Jews are excluded, all non-Jews, all, all Jews are included, all non-Jews are excluded. Even though Zerah Avra might have included Yishmael, Esav. No, the Mishnah says Zerah Avraham is only Jews. Why is that? Says the Rambam in the Pirish Mishnais. Shazerah Avram Stam Eino Ela Zerah Yaakov Bilvad. Why? The Rambam says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises Avram Avinu that his descendants will get Eretz Yisrael. His descendants will have every dot, dot, dot. But what does it say in the Brisbane of Asarim? Part of this deal is Shibud and Golos and difficulty and subjugation. You'll be in a land that's not yours. So if you're a nation that never went through that, you're not Zerah Avraham. They're biological Zerah Avraham, but they're not Halachic Zerah Avraham. Halachic Zerah Avraham requires says the Briskarov. That's why it's important to write in the Torah the serenity and the shalva that Yishmael's descendants had. Because that's part of showing that they are not Zera Avraham. Says the Briskarov. They didn't suffer at all in the Golos and the Shibud. Only Yaakov Niskaim Kigeria Zaracha, Virakunikra Zera Avraham. And the same thing if you look and see for Yoshua, the same thing is repeated. And it says there also, when it's reviewing, at the end of Savior Yeshua, when Yeshua is reviewing the life, he says, and Esau got their portion. What is he mentioning that for? Because that's part of showing that this is Bechiras Yisrael. Bechiras Yisrael is hardship and then Geula. But you need the Galus. And that's why he says it in next week's Parsha. Rewind now to this week's Parsha. What does this have to do with um, with us? The beginning of the Akedah. Hashem tested Abraham. And the question that we've dealt with often and many deal with is, why was it called Nisayin of Abraham? Why not Nisayin of Yitzchak? And Yitzchak put his life on the line. Yitzchak put out his neck. Yitzchak allowed himself to be tied up. But it's called Avram Avinu's Nisayon. Again, many answers given to this question. Says the Meshachachma, following, I mean, the Meshachachma was before the Grizz, but the say, following his train of thought, we need this to be Nisayon of Avraham because we need the schus of the Akedah to go to Zerah Avraham. And not to Zerah Yitzchak or Zerah Yaakov. Well, Zerah Yaakov, yes. But not to Zerah Yitzchak. Because if it's Zerah Yitzchak, Esav's included. Avram was told, Ki bi Yitzchak yikari 
in Yitzchak. Part of Yitzchak is your descendants, Avram. But who are Yitzchak's Zera? Everybody. There's no Zera Yitzchak. There's a, the whole discussion in, in uh, the Tefillah on Rosh Hashanah, different Gersos. But says the Meshachachma, that was outside. Now let's see it inside. Mashatola Akasaf and Isayan Ba'avram Balobi Yitzchak. Who Shakal Maseim Shalavos, who Yachas Umasenu, Vikirvus Lashemis Barach. Everything the Avos did has an effect on all the generations. Bechulu. Line 12. Vihineim Zachar Akasaf Nisayan Shal Yitzchak. If the Pasik called this the Nisayan of Yitzchak, Ozgam Esav Balatsud Sayid. Kihuzaro Shal Yitzchak. Because he's Zera Yitzchak. He quotes this whole discussion about what to say in the in the tefillah on, on Rosh Hashanah in Malchus. Aval skip down. Aval nisayon shel Avraham. Halo hanoder mizara shel Avraham muter beumos. Right, he's quoting that mishnah in Nedarim. Zera Avraham is only bnei Yisrael. V'yimkain ein zez chus rak liYaakov alo leEsav. Shebesibaso meis Avraham chamishanim kodem shiatzal tabesra. He even adds, and I'll show you. That Esav is not included. Because Chalal tell us, Amravinu died five years early, so you wouldn't see Esav go off the Tarbus Ra. Right? That's why Yaakov, Avram lived till 175, Yitzchak lived till 180. And Yaakov lost though, those years because of what he said, Chazal tell us. So you see, Esav is not connected. And that's why it's not his Zara. And that's why he even quotes Vahu Rachum. Vahu Rachum is a, is a, um, is a tefillah that doesn't have mazel. For some reason, we, we, we look negatively on it. The Prima Gaudim quotes 300 years ago. They used to throw the chasanim out of shul in order to say Buhuracham. The Rishonim quote where Buhuracham came from. There were three captives, Jewish captives, that were taken on a ship in Africa, and they were all captured, and there was a, the, the pirate said, I heard you're Jewish, so let's see if you could be just like Hanani Mishal Vazaria. I know that story. And he threw him into the fiery furnace, and they all came out alive. And each one of them wrote a third of Buhuracham. That's where Vuhuracham comes from. So we have to realize. He quotes Vuhuracham. 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 The Akeda is Laman Yisrael. It's ours chus. And that's why it's called the Nisayon of Avram Avinu. Okay. Finally, the last thought for tonight. Towards the end of the Parsha, the Clay Yakar tells us. Chav Beis, Yud Zayin. After the Akedah, after the Akedah, Hashem, the Malach Hashem says to Abraham, gives him a bracha. Because you didn't hold back your only son. I will bless you and make your children like the stars in the sky. Like the sand on the edge of the sea. And you'll be able to defeat your enemy. Ask the Klayakar, the great Darshan from Prague. Where else is sand? Do we have to know that it's sand on the edge of the sea? That's most of the time where sand is. That's how you describe stars. Stars are in... The stars of the heaven. What's the emphasis? Says the Klayakar, I think this is said by others as well. Says the Klayakar, B'nai Yisrael are compared to three things. Stars, dirt, and sand. And each one of them teaches us something else. Each one of them teaches us something else. Sorry, it's a little cut off on the side. What's the, what's the message? Says the Klayakar. And here it's only two out of three. Here it's the stars and the, and the sand. He says, Obviously stars is when we're on top of the world and when everything is great and we're in Shamayim and we're high and we're shining. That's stars. When we're up, when we're high. What about sand? When our enemies try to defeat us. And they can't. It's like the waves that try to flood the earth 
And if you watch the ocean, the waves keep coming and they keep coming and the sand is a barrier. It can't get past. It'll get further up, it'll get further down with the tide. But the Midrashim talk about that. It's as if, right, when Hashem created the world, water covered the whole earth. Hashem put it back. Sand, sand represents our enemy trying to overcome us and Hashem protects us. The sand break, the waves break. They stop there. That's where we're like, and Dafka, what does the Pazak say? Like the sand by the, by the beach. Is by the sea, because that's part of the message. That's part of the message. That's why he says, when Yaakov is is going to fight Esau. What does he say to Hashem? The Samtiya Zarachaka Chol Hayam. Idafka mentions that promise. Chol, because when he's going to fight Esau, that's what he needs. He needs that protection. There's no other Chol? No, but it's the Chol Hashvasayam. So stars were on top of the world. Chol, we are being overcome, but we're protected. And what about dirt? Dirt is when. Zmana Shiflus. For the thousands of years, we've really been dirt. We're trampled on. But we know what dirt is. Dirt eventually, you put seeds into dirt, it could sprout, it could blossom, it could become great, it could be the source of life, it could become soil. So sometimes we're stars, sometimes we're sand, sometimes we're earth. We dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we should go from earth to stars, the Meher of Yamenu, and we should have the Geula, and all these promises should be fulfilled. Okay, we'll stop here again. Um, there will be no shir uh, next week. I apologize. And again, we thank the Cook family again for uh, sponsoring. Uh, Lili Nishmas, Moshe, Ben Yosef, Zafran Lebracha.